Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. Below the studio display, and it's kind of like this reference monitor that you can have. Like, I am working on the big display, but I can open up maybe Safari on the iPad and still see and, and, and interact with the website. I can also grab it. I don't like the cable because it's kind of in the way, but I can grab it, start taking notes with the Apple Pencils. Welcome back to another episode of iPad Pros. This episode's guest I came across from a boosted post on Mastodon. Result wrote about whether merging the iPad and the Mac is a good idea. And I, like the author, agreed that no, that should not be the future of the iPad. Beyond that discussion, we dive into how he uses both his 11-inch M2 iPad Pro and his recently acquired iPad Mini. You can read his work over at https decoding.io. As a reminder, you can support this podcast over at patreon.com slash for as little as a dollar a month. And believe it or not, that dollar really does help a great deal and is very much appreciated. You can also subscribe in Apple Podcasts. My thanks to everyone that supports this podcast. It is most welcome and very much appreciated. And if you haven't left a review yet on Apple Podcasts, I'd really appreciate that as well. If you don't have a dollar to toss this way, a review on Apple Podcasts really does go a long way. So thank you if you have left one, and I'd really appreciate you just taking a minute today to do just that. With that, here's my discussion. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Jolt. Can you first uh, share a bit on your current iPad setup? And um, yeah, welcome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, my iPad setup is, is kind of shifting right now. Um, basically, was switching from a 2018 iPad Pro to the M2 one. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was, I had the Magic Keyboard, so I went with the 11 inch because I didn't want to get a new one, like a new Magic Keyboard. Yeah, they're they're expensive. You could buy a, a whole uh, low end iPad for them. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. So anyway, I stayed with the 11 inch, but. I'm maybe regret that now. I actually quite envy the 12.9 inch for my use. So yeah, I I have the 12 like sorry, I have the 11 inch uh, M2 iPad Pro, and a couple of like two months ago, I seen a really nice discount on an iPad Mini, the mm-hmm. latest one. Yeah, and I just couldn't skip it. So basically, I use two iPads now. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Well, welcome to the dual iPad uh, club. Um, yeah, I, I primarily just use the twelve point nine, but I also have an old ten ten half inch iPad. I occasionally use for for some things. Yeah, I, I was kind of weird with iPads. Always like I I tried when, when the twelve point nine inch was released, the first version. I actually got the nine point seven inch iPad Pro, yeah. which was the first uh, right, you know yeah, smaller one, and then they went yeah. to ten, yeah, five, yeah. So I I had that. Uh, it was kind of weird uh, experience for first, like administrating two iPads. But yeah, uh, my current use is, is actually both of my iPads doing completely different things. So it's going to make sense to have right. two. Yeah, I, I did the dual uh, second gen iPad Pro, the 12.9 and the 10.5. And I loved having the same generation on the same iPad Pro, different screen sizes, because all the hardware yeah. matched, like the, sc- the screen technology and everything. And just the, yeah, it was good. And back in those days, I used the Logitech like charging stand. So they were just like, it was a very clean desk setup. I had both of them yeah. just wirelessly on the, on the stand there with the keyboard. Anyways, um, enough sidetracking. <laughs> um, so I want to have you on, um, cause I came across a post, um, you made on your site about this ongoing debate about the future of the iPad. And we're going to close out the discussion with that conversation. Uh, before we get to that, First off, what role kind of does the iPad play in your life? Are you iPad only? Do you kind of augment with the server or Mac? Or what, what, what kind of place does the iPad serve for you? Do you want me the long answer or the short answer? Because I can <laughs> like rumble up about the, Let's uh, iPad. the short answer. Because I think we're going to dive yeah. into the nitty gritty and some follow up questions here. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I mean, as I mentioned, I started with M2 iPad Pro. It was my only iPad for a couple of months, and I mostly use right now. Th- this is my like next to the Mac, my my most 
pro iPad. I mean, it's it's in the name. Yeah. So that's mostly augmenting my Mac. I am I'm a programmer, so I I do my job on on a MacBook Pro, mm-hmm. and I have a big desk setup and 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 things like that. But the iPad Pro is there for as a like just keeping an eye on on Slack, the weather, stuff like a dashboard, basically. Yeah. Throughout the day, and when I'm basically f- finished with my job, I usually do some writing to my blog and stuff like that. So. I try to do it on the on the on the iPad Pro because it's um I have a 16-inch MacBook Pro which is it's it's a notebook but it's not the most portable thing yes. to have around so I kind of keep it like a desktop uh computer mm-hmm. so my my MacBook Pro sorry my iPad Pro also serves me like a small laptop basically yeah so that that's basically my 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 11 iPad Pro the iPad mini is yeah that's that that's a completely different story um when Apple started to do these um, newish like trackpad support and the Magic Keyboard and yeah. stuff like that, like uh, the iPad started to become this like multiple ways to use it, and then you can decide basically what you want to do. The iPad still feels like the original iPad, like it's it's a tablet, so that it, it doesn't yeah. want like it doesn't want to do too much, and it's really portable, so. I m- mostly use like the classic iPad mini uh, use case, which is just consuming stuff like reading. That's kind of a uh, standard thing to do on the iPad Pro, and it's it was sort of on the iPad mini. But yeah. it's it's my 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 iPad to be an iPad. It's yeah, it's the, the tablety. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the tablety one. Yeah. Um, and you see your current jobs programming is it um native apps web apps uh what do you what do you i do web apps basically so i'm, I'm a ruby developer okay ruby and javascript developer these days it's it's like everything a little bit between so uh yeah but i actually try to do native app development as well like just mm-hmm. uh started to mess around with swift uh, playground on the ipad pro a couple of months ago yeah i think it's a good thing to learn swift right so, but my my job is just just web these days. As far as web development, Safari is the bottleneck for being able to do that work on iPad. Like, if Apple opened up uh, third party browsers, uh, is with a like having full Chrome or what? What kind of well? What, what's what's blocking web development from taking off an iPad? I'm not the guy who complains about Safari, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I like Safari and I, I use Safari. Actually, I kind of loathe Chrome because it's it's slow, and yes. I I just I just don't like Electron apps, which is also based on Chrome. So yes. I don't know. I I like the web being open, but the iPad is is uh, the, like the balance of keeping native apps and and like the web stuff. Mm-hmm. At the end, I don't want Electron, you know leaking into the ipad os yes. yeah part of things and i don't know i mean i guess it's it's good to have options like chrome maybe gonna be behave better on on ipad os than it does on the desktop yeah there's what three rendering engines there's safari chrome and this is firefox their own unique yeah rendering? yeah okay. Th- those are those are unique but um i don't know i i I, I enjoy like having Safari, like the Safari engine in each browser. To be honest, I don't use Chrome on, on, on iPad OS. It's, it's not my, not my work computer. So yeah. I only, I, I usually don't even test stuff on, on directly on the device until mm-hmm. I have to. So yeah. I just use iOS simulator sure. on, on the desktop. And, uh, yeah, for, for now, I, I know a lot of people want to have like these engines, but I don't know. I'm just afraid that we're gonna just see more Electron apps ported to iPad OS. That's gonna be bad, to be honest. Yeah. For, for the platform. Yeah. Um, I know people can do good things with it, but it's not the same. It really isn't. No, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I'm quite, um, like, I have a kind of weird job because I'm I'm doing web development, but I don't like to use web apps. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a native Mac, native mega, na- native iPad app guy. Yeah. So. So what are some of your favorite apps for iPad? Um, let me just open my own screen because yeah, that's the easiest one. Yeah. Um, mostly I use uh, on the iPad Pro. I have like things, drafts, 
IE writer, Devon Tink, um, Shortcuts, of course. Mm -hmm. I, I like that one too. Mostly I use those apps on both iPads daily. Yeah. On the, on the iPad Pro, I also do some other stuff like my note is, is kind of a, mm -hmm. kind of an iPad Pro app for me. Yeah. Also, also Ulysses, which is, I, I know it's kind of weird that I have IE Writer and Ulysses as well, but those have both served me in a different way. Yeah. So, so I write, I use IE Writer as a general markdown editor and Ulysses right. is my, is my, blog editor basically you okay. can publish you can uh -huh. publish articles directly so those those are the most used ipad pro apps on on the ipad mini i i love devon think uh being able to just read pdfs i mm -hmm. i do separate my pdf reading from from like i have we can talk about this more later yeah. but like i have a focus reading and i have just like this entertainment reading yes part of of things so devon think is the one where i do like highlight uh highlight stuff and and just try to process pdfs basically in depth yeah so i, I use that a lot on on the ipad mini safari of course is, is, a, is a, i'm a heavy user of safari on on the ipad mini as well and i just started to like uh, get back into cooking a lot yeah like my my wife just actually wanted me to do sure. more more stuff in the kitchen and i i actually uh had mela or mela i'm not sure how to say mm -hmm. it's 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 the same guy who did reader yeah and he has this cool recipe app which i mostly use on the ipad mini like just having around in the kitchen and yeah. just tracking stuff while i'm cooking so i i would say those are the most interesting iPad apps right now yeah. that I'm using. With uh, cooking in the kitchen, do you like? How do you interact with the iPad and keep it all clean? Do you use like an Apple Pencil to like? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of a question which I haven't really solved. I try to just before I touch the iPad, just wash my hands wash, basically. Yeah. So gotcha. yeah, yeah, I, I don't use I don't use an Apple Pencil in in the kitchen. I think it's too. Uh, fragile to be. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is there a good like kitchen stylist to like? Use? Yeah, actually, that would yeah, be. Nice. I, I'm sure there's something like that out there, but I, I'm just an interesting question. Like washing an apple pencil. Like I imagine it wouldn't survive a dishwasher, but I, mean, I don't think so. Scrub down pretty easily, except the tip part, maybe. I mean, I killed a couple of Apple pencils just by um, dropping them, so I don't think they're <laughs> gonna take the dishwasher that way. So. Yeah. Uh, and um, what what about things do you gravitate to you towards that versus reminders or OmniFocus? I'm basically moving between these things like constantly. I'm I'm a kind of a GTD nerd, and yeah. I love to try out try out these apps and just write about them. So usually about like annually, I, I just switch because I, I don't know, get bored and, and, and just want to try out maybe yes. a new version of Family Focus is just coming out. And yeah. Reminder said this great update. Uh, right. I'm using things. Uh, it was just because they, I mean, I had used things before. I, I used it for like three, three years, uh, mm -hmm. when the things free, uh, released and they just updated it to have shortcuts integration, which is, I think one of the best um, integrations out there, like they use, I mean, they had shortcuts, but now you can access the database. And I, I, yeah. I think they use the, the newer APIs from Apple, like filtering uh, items and, and, and things like that. So I just started to mess around with things, just doing some automation and mm -hmm. it just, just sticked. And I, I, I consider things these days, like, a re I, I know it's going to be sounds yeah really weird but like i consider it like a replacement to finder which i know it's kind of weird yeah but i i use uh we we have this cool app on the mac called hookmark it's also mm -hmm. available on ios but it's kind of limited and you can link to basically almost everything and what i do is set up projects uh and things and just have a whole lot of other stuff around it and what I actually did is I have a keyboard shortcut to open things and uh, open the quick find window. Yeah. And I can just jump into any project. And uh, what I actually 
noticed on on like using things this way is I'm not reaching to the finder. I'm actually reaching to things and I'm just clicking mm. on links or opening, like you can actually open links uh, from, from the keyboard in things. Yeah. And it's just like kind of transformed how I access resources huh. related yeah. to a project. So yeah, I, d- I did a lot of automation. Like I, I usually spend the Christmas just evaluating my workflow and these, I think that that was the time when things started to have the beta versions of, of the shortcuts integration. Yeah. And I just had like two weeks to mess around with it. And right. it just, it just, I, I just stick with it. And I, I think I'm going to keep it for, for a couple of years because <laughs> I'm actually like automated the hell out of it. And I don't want yeah. to change those <laughs> back like reminders or, or, or on the focus, but yeah. Yeah. That's it, really it's cool. a cool. Ab- how do you sh- shortcuts in general, like outside of things or within things? Like, what are some of the best examples you found? To- I use it in a bunch of different ways. Mostly, I use like uh, I started to have shortcuts. Like, I wanted to have shortcuts work in both platforms. Like, uh, sometimes even these shortcuts still around that I I, I wrote like a long time ago. And it's basically just a big if and else, um, shortcut. So I stopped doing those. And I, these days I, I mostly, uh, optimize for different platforms. So, but I still have some, some shortcuts around. I, I mostly use it for like my, my main categories, I would say is like note taking, tracking stuff, blogging, of course, mm-hmm. um, some budget related things that I, I have, Wynab, which is, I think they have an API for about like two or three years now, I wrote a couple of uh, shortcuts against yeah. their API, weather stuff, and of course, home. And I just started to integrate chat GPT into, into shortcuts. So I have a couple oh, of, couple of shortcuts related to just having text selection in whatever app in, in iOS and, and, yeah. and, and Mac OS too, and just send it to chat GPT and getting the result back. So it's mostly I use it for translation and, and like, spell checking uh mm-hmm. the, the, that's just the most used features but i can just talk to it basically from yeah. any app so that, that's actually pretty cool to to have any shortcuts and i have one which that's kind of crazy but i just wanted to do it because why not uh it's called talk to my assistant and mm-hmm. it basically replaces siri so it's kind of like a brain transplant for siri <laughs> so you can use it on your home pod or your phone or whatnot and just talk to chat gpt it's going to respond it's going to like have this conversation back and forth and it's actually quite useful to to have around so yeah we we we, we use it quite heavily <laughs> wow. around the house that's really cool is that a shortcut that's shareable or is it kind of linked to your personal chat gpt account or how's that work uh, it, it is linked but i i think i can set it up in a way that i mean you have to have an api key and yeah it's 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 a bit hard to set up to get like acquiring the api key but it's basically reusable oh very cool so so yeah yeah api uh, keys are so fun within shortcuts it like it really can transform that you know a shortcut into its own unique app that's that's so different yeah i mean i guess like if if you if you use it like your brain for your automation you can augment it with a lot of stuff like i really liked i, I actually just like started to mess around with keyboard maestro mm-hmm. and i just like maybe two days ago i seen that they have a couple of shortcuts uh actions which is really you know useful to have yeah. and of course the other way around you can start shortcuts from keyboard maestro so uh, it's basically you have like all of these ways to hook into shortcuts you can do it from apple script you can do it from the terminal which i'm i'm doing a lot and it's just a nice way to of course syncing is is a big part of that as well yeah. but it's a nice way to just think about your workflow and integrate shortcut in, right. in shortcuts into into your apps basically yeah do you automate with drafts at all or what role does drafts uh have for you i do i i, I don't write too much drafts automation i usually just download existing ones mm-hmm. i mean people did a, like an awesome uh I, I think what the drafts community 
is doing is, is, is pretty great. So I, I mostly use other people, um, automations. I have some, some of my own ones, like just sending, um, text to different apps, like, I don't know, like creating a markdown file in iCloud Drive and, and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the, the latest one regarding again, chat GPT, I, I just found one to actually integrate chat GPT in, in, in craft, sorry, in drafts, yeah. which is actually pretty cool. Um, so it's kind of like my, uh, shortcuts for chat GPT, but inside drafts, which is nice. actually really helpful. Yeah. And then a uh, Devin think what, what is what role does this app play for you? Like, do you have b- multiple databases? What kind of data are you throwing in this? Yeah, I mean, I think we could do another episode just about Devon Think. <laughs> it's it's it's. Uh, I started to mess around with Devon Think like when they when they released the version free. Mm-hmm. So like four years ago, I guess. Yeah. So I use it on the Mac, and I have a couple of databases. Um, I, I could talk about them quickly. Basically, yeah. f- the first thing is the, the most used one is the filling system. So I have, like I mentioned, I use things like a finder replacement or, or, or like finding my stuff. Yeah. Devon Think is the other part in that. So when I have a, any project, I, I just create a, of course, done by automation, but it's creating a new things project set up another Devon Think, uh, group. And it syncs through this filling system database, so I keep all of my project-related uh, assets there. And everything in DevonThink is easily linkable. That's one of the cool things yes, about it. Yes, yeah. actually, that's th- that's why I started to use DevonThink in the first place. So yeah. the, the linking is, is is really awesome. So you can basically link to almost anything, uh, and it's it's going to work across platforms. So yeah. if you if you have an iPad, you can just set up maybe a reading list. And you can mm-hmm. jump from your task manager to to the DevonThink assets. So, so yeah, I I use the filling system, which is my like most used database, is just containing a lot of um, ongoing projects um, organized by groups. I have one for reading. I, I call it after my blog is decoding. So like I like to decode stuff inside mm-hmm. it. So it's just a bunch of articles saved in pdf uh, i'm also using i have a mac mini server running at home and when i tag it with video downloads it's gonna just download the youtube video into into devon think and it's gonna basically appear in in this database i have one for my business um things which i actually kind of share with my accountants so mm-hmm. i organize my invoices and everything by month so and then i publish that to Google Drive and she can access my my stuff to to do anything related to my business. And I'm doing this for a while now when I get maybe a new course like I, I for example the, the the one of the examples is the Devonthink field guy from David Sparks, which Yeah. I when I acquire something like that or any like conference videos from YouTube. I usually mm-hmm. create a database for that as well. Yeah. And I try to download the videos from the, from the website. And mm-hmm. I, I'm doing this because DevonThink has this awesome way of inserting notes, timestamps to the video. Oh, so nice. what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm opening the video in, in DevonThink, mm-hmm. make it full screen. But on the right side, I have a small area to take notes. Yeah. And if you press control command L, it's going to insert timestamps. So it's, it's actually a really nice way to learn. And after that, you can export these notes in Markdown and just, just integrate it in whatever. Uh, like nice. maybe you have a set of custom system or something like that. Yeah. How large are your databases? Do they fit within iCloud Drive? Do you use a server to sync stuff around? Um, I use a mixed setup. So I have my biggest database is my decoding one, which is almost 20 gigs. Yeah. The other ones are smaller and I, I use basically iCloud Drive to sync the, deco- the decoding one because it's it's not the highest priority. And what I've seen is iCloud Drive syncing works in Devon thing, but it's a bit slow, mm-hmm. at least here in Hungary. Maybe the CDNs. Not the best. Uh, so I have a custom web dev server running on, on DigitalOcean, which I think Devon think, but that's actually pretty fast. So, okay. And yeah. I, I also 
I, I also use like Bonjour Sync with the video stuff. So that's uh, Sync from my Mac Mini. Yeah. Uh, what's the iPad experience like for you on Devon Think? Do you get much utility out of it there? Yeah, I mean, mostly I use it for reading. So mm-hmm. it, like organizing stuff, I, I still do that on desktop because Devon Think is it still, I think, needs some work to just moving stuff around could be a bit better. Uh, consuming content, like actually using your uh, content from Devon Think, I think it's it's actually pretty great on the iPad, yeah. especially since the linking is is cross-platform so yeah i i mostly i mostly saving stuff into the inbox i don't care which device i can i can just save a photo that i took or like a screenshot that i want to remember mm-hmm. so i, I kind of use devon think also as a gtd inbox so that's that's available in each device so yeah like capture and just just read yeah so um the different modes of of your iPad, what do you find yourself using it? You mentioned the Mini is a tablet kind of mode, and then your iPad Pro is it mostly in laptop configuration, or do you sometimes hook it up to an external monitor and use it as kind of like a pseudo desktop computer in that way? Yeah, I do. Um, when we got the external display support, uh, actually, that's what one, that was one of the reason I just got a new iPad Pro. Yeah, I wanted to try it out. And it's just, I think it's M1 only. So mostly I use it in, in the magic, um, keyboard case mm-hmm. throughout the day. But usually on the weekends when I, I, I have time to write, I actually prefer to do it on the iPad Pro. So I, I have a studio display, which just, just plugs into the iPad Pro completely supported. And I guess that's the part where I, I like stage manager. Yeah. I don't use that much on my, on my display because I think it's too small to have like multiple windows overlapping. Yeah, so like 11 inch. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's what I use. And that's so, I mean, sometimes I use it in, in the tablet mode. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I prefer stage manager on the iPad screen for, for touch. Yeah. Not sure why, but I, I mostly use it on, on the external display. And I, I actually, quite like it because my my most favorite way of using the ipad pro is not in the magic key magic keyboard uh, case but mm-hmm. actually in the smart keyboard folio or, or whatever it's called yeah yeah so what i do is actually put it next to my keyboard mm-hmm. uh, above sorry below the studio display and it's kind of like this reference monitor that you can have like i am working on the big display but i can open up maybe safari on the ipad and still see and 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 interact with the website i can also grab it i don't like the cable because it's kind of in the way but yeah i can grab it start taking notes with the apple pencil so i have both like my wife had the smart keyboard folio i was just started to mess around with it so i just got one for me as well yeah (laughs) so yeah that's that's that, that's an interesting, um, interesting use case for the iPad Pro. I've never seen that that mode. Um, in, in that configuration, you'll use um, a different keyboard and trackpad. Yes, and then the yes. iPad in the folio. It's basically there as a stand. Uh, kind of the keyboard's hidden away in that configuration. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically my same keyboard as my 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 MacBook Pro mm-hmm. is used with. It's it's just a standard Apple keyboard and, yeah. and the Magic Trackpad. And I, I use them in wired mode because I, I switch between devices, uh, frequently and I don't want to repair them. So yeah, it's like, great. Every, every time. In fact, is USB, uh, keyboards. It's great. And if you have, do you have a dock that you plug into or how do you have that? Uh, just, yeah, just, just the back of the studio back display. The gotcha. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's, it's that, that's what I use it with. So I can just unplug my MacBook Pro, yeah. plug in the iPad Pro and nice. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's, it's kind of a fun thing having. I uh, I most of the time have my iPad on. Um, I have a hover bar um, mm-hmm. stand uh, from Twelve South, and that, it's kind of like a second monitor. But um, it is fun sometimes. I'll, I'll when I'm working upstairs, um, I'll have it in front of me, and it's kind of like in that touch mode where you're just like touching there, and you have the the big monitor up above it, and it's a nice nice setup. Yeah, I, I tried those um, stands. I don't know. I just like it to be this way. Uh, like when you have, like I have two displays, yeah, already. So I don't have that many 
Yes. I don't want to have another one basically just yeah. for for another display for my Mac. No, so I get it. Yeah. So yeah. When they added trackpad support, how big of a deal was that for you with the, when the magic keyboard came out? Did you remember, was that like a moment where it's like, Oh, I'm going to start doing these tasks here where I used to do them on the MacBook. Actually, it was kind of funny. I was really against the trackpad for like a long time. So yeah. I was just imagining that Apple was just going to have this Mac like experience where right. you have this arrow cursor and it's, like, why do we need that moment? Yeah. And when they showed, I think it was an ad during COVID that they... Sh- yeah, it was for the sh- 2020 iPad in May, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah, where I think Craig Federighi showed the Magic Keyboard and this old trackpad integration. And I was just... I wouldn't say I was blown away, but I was reconsidering my opinions about, like, do we need trackpad or, or mouse integration for the iPad? And it's kind of blended into my workflow, so I don't really think about it anymore. Yeah. I just it's, it's just there, and it's it's working awesome. And so yeah, it, it's definitely um, contributed. Like it was like a multi-year um, progress to do when they first introduced the uh, keyboard, in, sorry, the cursor integration, and then I think it was a year later when they introduced universal control, and that. That was the step when I started to think about, okay, the iPad is actually useful in, in the workflow that I'm mostly in. When you're using the Magic Keyboard in laptop configuration, do you do you hook stuff up to that that little USB-C port on that keyboard ever? Mm, no. 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 <laughs> okay. I don't really do that. Well, the studio yeah. display. That's the studio only display. thing. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. Um, as far as like accessories, is the Magic Keyboard and Apple Pencil kind of? Do you have any others of, of note? Well, I have the twelve South Stay and Go Mini. This this dock thing, yeah. which yeah, the USB C hub thing, yeah, which I got because I like the design and it's small. I don't use it much to be honest. So I think that's the only accessory which I'm. So maybe maybe my external drives sometimes I connecting to. To those to the iPad Pro, like uh, I have a small G drive SSD, which is just um, containing some of the projects. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't hook too much stuff up to the to the iPad Pro. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I I do wish Apple would uh, tweak with the Studio Display integration is let us use the uh, the webcam and have more control yeah. over modern. Actually, yeah. I was kind of surprised that they don't have that. Like I was expecting. Yeah. Okay, I, I just I can just use the the I don't know what it's called, like the FaceTime camera right. or whatnot. But you can you can, so it's kinda yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Like it'd be yeah, I'm curious, like the next OS update, um we'll talk about kind of future iPad a little bit later, but um yeah. touch ID touch ID keyboards on the Mac. Like it'd be so nice if you'd use the iPad in clamshell mode. Yeah. And just unlock yeah. it with the the Bluetooth keyboard there with touch yeah. ID. That'd be Yeah, actually it's also surprising that I mean I have the magic keyboard with touch ID and like that doesn't work either. So uh, yeah, I'm not sure like why they greater kind of additions to like really yeah, polish I, things out. I think it's because they like do something like like the external display support is actually quite a big feature to it's develop. Huge. Yeah, and I mean it's you know maybe next like this summer we're right. gonna have just uh, how to say like bug fixes and feedback. Um, Fixes yeah. from 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 Apple. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The addition of external display support it was really radical as far as doing it and uh, yeah. getting it stable, and it now is. And it's uh, I'm loving that we have this ability. Like, it actually yeah. changed what I can change my iPad from like a uh, laptop to a desktop in many ways. Like, um, yeah. Know. I mean, it's it still has some issues. So my yeah. most weird one which i i haven't actually found anything about it and that's also with the studio display integrations kind of weird that when the ipad goes into sleep it actually doesn't turn off the display it still keeps the back backlight yes, on yep which i'm not sure why they do it like that and it's actually quite annoying because i'm ex- like i'm not sure i haven't tested this but i'm sure the display still draws power from the from the outlet okay. that way yeah so, and 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 the ipad as well so uh, that's kind of weird. The other one, I'm sometimes I like notice this issue when if if you 
use the magic trackpad on on the iPad directly, like plugging it into mm -hmm. the iPad. There is no delay, but if you plug it into the studio display and plug the studio display into the iPad, there is some small delay oh, that you can they can see. Yeah. So yeah, I mean these. I think these issues are gonna be solved after maybe this year's iPad OS upgrade. But yeah, yeah, I I like the like the like the way that they re redid the external display integration. Let's just copy the Mac. Right. basically yeah and beyond yeah organizing where the displays are and all that and yeah it's, it's nice um for stage manager do you end up um using a single stage and just swapping apps in or you bounce between a couple stages i have some apps that go like logically together like mm -hmm. i like to keep things with my calendar and i think that's that's one of them but i i usually just i don't care about window management on the ipad so i just keep adding apps and sometimes i just quit them yeah so yeah I, I kind of like i organize when i have to basically yes yeah <laughs> when you're using your macbook pro during the day job what role does the ipad if any serve for you during the time is it as is it a secondary kind of computer while you're also working on the mac yeah i mean it's basically just keeping an eye on slack Having, I don't know why, I just like to keep the weather open, yeah. the weather up, just as a dashboard, checking the checking my schedule, opening mail, just, just like doing secondary stuff. Mm -hmm. I try to have the iPad used as like a music box thing as well. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I failed because I pressed the play pause button a lot <laughs> on the Magic Keyboard, and it's actually started to play music <laughs> on my MacBook Pro, which was just loud. Yeah. So I, I, I stopped doing that. that. Yeah. But yeah, mostly, mostly just secondary apps throughout the day. Yeah. And you, of course, mm -hmm. and of course, when I'm traveling, I actually use it as an external display to the to the MacBook Pro. So it's my yes, yes. Do you use Universal Control much? Yes, I mostly use that. I mean, just mm -hmm. connected through. Actually, it's it, it, the like we had this latest update to macOS and just just broke my um, universal control for some reason. So my iPad doesn't appear since this morning. No. So <laughs> it's kind of weird. Hopefully, it's going to yeah. be result result. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else to note about the M2 iPad Pro before we move on to the iPad Mini? Um, I think that's about it. Okay. Okay. So iPad Mini, um, this was a uh, you know on sale device. You're like, what? Yeah. Why, why the hell not? Let's get it. And yeah, I love yeah. the Mini. It's a great form factor. I don't have one, the, the latest one, but I had a, I had a second generation Mini, and I, I freaking love that thing. Um, <laughs> what what kind of um, experience do you find it jumping from the 11 inch with the higher display quality, ProMotion, all that stuff to the the mini is it is it once you're in the mini is it do you kind of forget about that kind of stuff yeah i mean actually the the most more radical changes when i'm going from the mini to the ipad pro not because of promotion but because of the size ah uh, yeah I, it, I think that's kind of how feel when you go from the 11 inch to the 12.9 inch like it's a really big like feels a really big display uh like when I'm going from 11 inch to to 8. Point, I don't know what's the what's mm -hmm. the size of the iPad Mini 8.6. I get I I think so. Yeah, it, I don't know for for a couple of seconds you can see the like choppy yeah 60 yeah. fps <laughs> thing. I mean it's still fast, but it's yeah. But I, I get used to it. I mean I I see the jelly scroll issue as well. I just don't care. I, right. I think it's yeah. <laughs> you you can. Uh, and I actually kind of weird that people picked that thing up. Like, I don't know, like last year was a big news that you have Jerry Scroll. Right. Actually, you have Jerry Scroll, like you had Jerry Scrolling on, I think, even in the first iPad Mini. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I, yeah, I had I had that device um, and it had had the Jerry, Jerry Scroll problem. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's interesting because 11 inch to me is such a small iPad, but the mini is so much smaller even that like yeah. it does feel noticeably different to, to use that. Yeah, actually, if you if you check the size of the iPad mini and the iPad Pro, you can see that Apple has these DPI classes for their yeah. displays. 
So the iPad mini basically has the same um, DPI as your iPhone. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think about the iPad mini as a, I would say, bigger, more capable iPhone with desktop light apps. Right. And 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 in, in that case, it kind of makes sense that you have the bigger iPad, which is actually have the same resolution, not the resolution, same DPI as the MacBook Pro yeah. and, and stuff like that. So there is a separation and, and I'm sure the... Yeah, the Pixel that is super interesting with how they they do that because it's like oh you're supposed to use yeah different distances because of yeah that stuff yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you do you end up um, we didn't chat about this the included with um, the latest update was um, being able to make the iPads display show more or less things on the 11 inch. Do you have it set to show as much as possible or is it kind of no like, no 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 I I was actually really happy about that that feature that i wanted to try but i'm not sure i don't know it's just too small it actually i think is the same physically the same size as the ipad mini yeah i I don't know i just just like squint when i i I read that way it's it's too small but when i switch back to the normal mode then it looks too big so i don't know i think we should have something <laughs> in the middle the old person mode that i can just like yeah 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 i, I don't yeah. use that it's, it's just yeah. comically big basically yeah exactly yeah um do you have a smart cover with the mini or what do you use yeah with? yeah i i just have a smart cover basically um the smart folio i don't i don't know why like apple changing these yeah uh, folio names every it covers the back of the device yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I have that and it's actually like really helpful with the iPad mini. Usually, I just keep it in in a standing mode. So yep. having having the folio is, is is a nice thing. And then you just share the the same Apple pencil between the mini and yep. it just pairs yep. instantly, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. I haven't even noticed the pairing. I just stick to it and yeah. it does its thing. So yeah. So um, you must be delighted as an Apple Books user, as am I. Uh, them um, yeah. returning the delightful page animations with the latest OS update. <laughs> well, I haven't really cared about that, to be honest. I mean, no? I'm happy that it's back, okay. but I was fine with the just swiping. You were okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, that was one of the things that I just was delighted by uh, with the original iPads. Like, yeah. This is so yeah. fun. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's better. Of course, it's better, yeah. but uh, I haven't made a big deal about it. Yeah. So, and Apple Books is your primary kind of reading for like fiction and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I have, I'm not reading the, too much fiction actually. I'm mm-hmm. just reading a bunch of like, well, you could say productivity stuff. And sometimes I, I read maybe stuff from like, I, I love science fiction uh, novels and, and things like that. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy with iBooks to be honest or, or, uh, now it's Apple Books, so yeah, they changed the name a couple of years ago. Yep. Yeah, and then um, you also use the Reader app for RSS, and even yeah. Mastodon can be thrown in there. Um, that, as far as RSS, you know, I used to use this back in the day, but it's been a while. Like, what kind of feeds are you picking out? Do you kind of make sure you're not getting too much volume in that app to be overwhelmed? Or yeah, I, I'm subscribed to actually a lot of RSS feeds, but I can keep up with them. So yeah, if something is not really interesting to me, I, I, I'm, I'm so like, I just remove it. So I never had this problem with RSS. Like I, I use RSS for like 15 years now. So I have a pretty good workflow of okay. how, how to process these things. Yeah. But I think the secret is that you don't think about it like processing, you're actually reading. Yes. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, as far as Mastodon being within Reader, why that versus a dedicated Mastodon client? I just started when Reader had the update to integrate Twitter feeds into mm-hmm. it. I was just try, like, I just tried it. And what yeah. I actually noticed that if, if you use Reader or any RSS app, basically, you see only one thing at a time. And it made me a little bit more conscious about the feed or the stream. So... Mm-hmm. It is still like I don't read too much Twitter these days, and I yeah. I, I, I keep must like some people went over to Mastodon. Mm-hmm. I wanted to stay out of it. Like I think social media for me right now is only my blog and some some um, comments about stuff. Yeah, and but still, reader is a nice way to 
uh, keep up with the like people who are on on Mastodon sure. or or Twitter. So gotcha. it's like the dis- distance is and nice and to be in read only versus yes, writing yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and as far as calendaring, um, you use Fantastical, is that right? I use Fantastical and I use Apple Calendar as well. Actually, okay. both of them on my like on my doc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I love Fantastica for like the URL linking and automation, and their uh, like booking uh, features mm-hmm. are awesome. But I, yeah. I just like how Apple Calendar feels. It, it's more minimal and more yeah enjoyable for me. Sure. Yeah. Um. And then any other notes about the mini before we move on? Um. One thing I would like to try out is actually having more accessories to the mini. I mean, Apple had you had their ads. You can plug in basically displays, um, yeah, MIDI keyboards, all of these things. And I think yesterday I saw this guy on. I, I was listening to something on on YouTube, and I, I think it was some set from a DJ, and he was actually using an iPad Pro for for the complete set. Like there was no laptops around, yeah, and it was just the iPad. It was a 12.9 inch iPad, but I used to do, um, I, I like, I like music and I, I used to just mess around, um, like having a bedroom DJ basically. Mm-hmm. And I don't do it right now because I don't have the hardware and I don't have space. Basically, we just moved into this house like yeah. a couple of uh, months ago, but I plan to maybe get some accessories related to music making and just messing around with, with yeah. DJ stuff. And I think the iPad Mini is a great, uh, or even the iPad Pro is is a great um, device to be the brain of that uh, totally. setup. Yeah, yeah. There's some the, in the the hardware accessories and the apps. It's it's music's one of the powerful, as we'll talk about yeah. in the next segment. It's one of the powerful ecosystems with an iPad that just gets yeah. overlooked all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like Pro apps is basically almost there with the with the music part yeah. of 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 such a short I would time. say the only thing that still missing is like the multi channel audio support, which I yes. think it would be at least give it to, you know, Rogue Amoeba, let their do a, an app. Yeah, and then just that that would be nice. Yeah. No, agreed. And um yeah, let's jump to it. Um, so I came across your work, your post on Mastodon from someone I follow, uh, boosted your post about, you know, should the iPad and Mac, should they collide to the single experience? And I think we're on the same page that they should not. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're very much unique um, platforms that should embrace their uniqueness. So, yeah, what, what I guess, what inspired you to, to, to write this post first off, I guess? I was reading a lot, um, a lot of these... <laughs> about like i don't want to name people i mean i'm, I'm gonna name people like one yes, of yeah. the biggest ipad user of course is federico Wittici. Yes. he's uh, did so much work uh, on getting ipad os more productive and i've seen his posts lately getting a lot of like i mean most of what he writes about is is of course um good feedback and it's valid but i just start to feel like he just complains because of you know it makes clicks yeah and i felt that this is actually start to spread in the the, in the apple uh community of, of people and i i i haven't seen any any contradicting opinion about this yeah i think the only person i don't remember the guy's name but i think he blogs at beardedguy.com or some, something like that yeah yeah and then he uh thank you yeah he he had some some ipad posts that you know you should instead of complaining about there is no ipad like pro level apps you should actually look into the app store there's like a lot, a lot of them and yes and it's you know it's I don't think that's fair. I mean, of course, iPad OS still more limited yes, than the Mac. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. I'm not sure. Like we throw around this, the Mac should have touchscreen and they should merge the two systems. I don't think that's gonna do any good for either platforms. I consider the iPad as a as its own entity, and what I've seen 
lately what Apple does when they get inspired by a Mac feature, they try to rethink it. Like one yeah, like of the trackpad's the, the best instance of this. Um, well, actually, I would pick it's it's quite yeah. an ordinary feature, but it's so iPad-like yeah. is actually when you have an external uh, drive. There's no eject. Yeah, no ejecting. You just yeah. just just yank it and it's gonna be fine. So I I think that's one of the best examples of how you can have something that it's on the Mac for years now, but you know re I wouldn't say reimagined, but just you know reconsidered on on the iPad OS. And I think that's the right approach. Like my my biggest concern with the iPad Pro work use like a lot of people you know mm-hmm. throw around these words like real work and whatnot if you use the ipad for consumption that's perfectly fine the only thing you have to have to watch out when you when you you know interested in in using the ipad for for work is that it's it's a different platform i mean there are concepts that are the same as on the Mac, but you basically have to relearn the whole thing. Yeah, you have if to... If you move to Linux or Windows, you're going to have to relearn how to do your yeah, there as yeah. well. At, at least you are a bit ahead because you have your content already in, yeah. in, in iPadOS, but still, like, uh, having the home screen versus your desktop is a, a different different experience than, than on, on, like... Like you want to maybe use a desktop for store stuff. Yeah. On the iPad is basically it's a different, uh, different way of, of working. So I think you have to be open minded. When, when I switched to Mac, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, I, I had the same, uh, like, I wouldn't say open mindedness because I was really into <laughs> Apple stuff. Like I was really, um, happy about the mac as was back in 2006 yeah that's but exactly still when i switched and i was yeah until then i had the mac world subscription i was like yeah and then i finally got the mac it's like ooh, let me dig in yeah yeah i mean same same story yeah. anyway it, it was like i had to relearn a lot of stuff after windows yep. so i guess you have to do time because we're at the time where the mac is getting the ipad benefits of the apple silicon and the apple hardware yeah. being so we have all these people it's like Ooh, the the Max. It's like, yeah, the Mac Max really good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they they are. Yeah, they are. But I mean, still, there is difference. Like, I mean, if you look at the just like the CPUs of these devices, the most I would say slowest one is basically your iPhone with mm-hmm. the A series chips. Yep. If you jump up to an iPad Pro, you basically start to get the level of the entry level of of Max with the M1, M2. Yeah, uh, chips. But still, if you go above, you the only thing you have is basically MacBook Pros, Mac Studios. Every, everything is Mac. So the, mm-hmm. the top of right now, at least the top of the iPad Pro, uh, like the iPad experience, is the is the iPad Pro. So yeah, and that's not the same performance as, no. for example, this this MacBook Pro. So I, I yeah. wouldn't expect like Final Cut being available fully uh, on on the iPad Pro. Yeah, I mean, I will say like Final Cut Pro, it it runs well on MacBook Airs. Like it, uh, and yeah. I even used it on a 2011 MacBook Air back in the day when it, we had crappy Intel CPUs, and it was fast and performative. You know, the renders take longer when you're exporting, but um, a lot of these Pro apps, you know, can be d- handled pretty well on on lower end chips, which is nice. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's still, it's not like if if you work with Final Cut Pro, you can just push the hardware to its limits, basically. And yes. I wouldn't expect, like... You can't I, do, I don't, like, I, a 18 multi-cam no, kind no, of thing with the... No, I mean, <laughs> that, that's, like, physically not possible. No. And I would just think about, like, the iPad Steel Touch device with a mostly the biggest display is, for, like, 12.9 inch. Yeah. It's still small for yeah compared to the external display of course we now have external display support so you can have bigger apps but still it's not the same as the as the mac so what i consider an ipad pro app is maybe just the pro summer um level on 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 the mac so yeah yeah and there's this discussion of no pro apps as you mentioned before and there's more and more like the affinity apps are all there now designer um yeah 
publishers is there and photo davinci resolve is yeah. the full app and as we discovered you can unlock some of those hidden tabs with the keyboard shortcut which is kind of yeah yeah, yeah i mean but yeah as as your post says and you know they a lot of these um apple publications aren't writing about a lot of these pro apps because they're writers so that's kind of not in their wheelhouse to write about you know yeah. these creative professional level apps you know and people who actually could write about this or just make content about them, like maybe YouTubers. I've seen a couple of, you know, test out the iPad for a week right. for doing, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I don't remember the name of the video editor thing. Um, not DaVinci Resolve, the other one, which is big on, 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 on iOS. Anyway, they tried yeah. it basically for a week and... They concluded that okay, it's it's great, but I'm gonna back to the, to my Mac because, because that's that's, where that person is comfortable. Yeah, I mean it's from, yeah. that, and I yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't argue. I mean my job as a programmer, I try to replicate it on the iPad Pro. It sucks. It, it it's even you know worse than maybe having video stuff. But yeah, I think the iPad Pro on its like, I don't think Apple made it for professionals like you are actually. Like video editing pays pays the bill for for you. It's it's more like prosumer stuff that it's it's interested interesting yeah. on the iPad. It's interesting with DaVinci Resolve. I had those guys on the show, and they're a hard they make they sell hardware like keyboards and um, editing tools, and those work with the iPad version. So the little dials and mm-hmm. stuff, those all are supported in that app. So you can do. I'd imagine yeah. pretty cool apps yeah. with the their hardware, especially. You know? Yeah, yeah. Actually, the, the the person who would be a nice, um, like she has an opinion about this, is my wife because she used DaVinci Resolve mm-hmm. way more than me. Whereas basically, I never used DaVinci Resolve, yeah. so so yeah. I don't have an opinion about it. But if if you do it correctly, like uh, my other example would be Things. Like they have a really nice keyboard support in, in, in the iPad Pro. So I, I assume if you take time and actually tweak the app and make the features available that almost like Apple has these features for years now, like yeah. keyboard integration and things like that, you can actually get really far ahead. Um, yeah, my favorite example is as a podcaster is Fairright. It feels like an app custom built yeah. for podcasting. Logic Pros yeah. seems less appropriate for this kind of work. And Fairright, you can custom map the entire keyboard layout to whatever you want. Yeah. Um, it integrates with something I've not seen anyone really talk about is this um, post process. Uh, so with FaceTime calls, you can do something that voice isolates the audio. Apple yeah. actually allows developers to. Hook, uh, hook in directly to that for free as a plugin to post process audio. That's a pretty powerful thing that Ferrite integrates with. So I can um, I can export our recording cool. here um, using Apple's technology of voice isolation to cut out background noise and kind of um, enhance the audio. Um, That's pretty cool. I, and I never heard about this. No, no one's written about this really. It, it, yeah. it's, it's wild because it sounds, I think, better than the live processing during FaceTime calls because it's in post, so they yeah. can have the uh, knowledge of what's going on uh, after the fact kind of thing. So it's it's pretty actually, cool. I I I think a couple of years ago when I um, edited like way more podcasts uh, than these days, I yeah. used uh, the the developer who actually. Uh, have ferrite has another app called i'm gonna say it wrong i think it's hokusai or hokusai yeah, or about, yeah yeah Reduces, it yeah. has a pretty pretty nice uh noise cancellation plugin yeah inside it and i actually used that for before i imported my stuff into ferrite or into logic i actually used that app to just clean up the audio and nice. it was yeah. awesome yeah and then the the whole photo editing world, it's so nice. Yeah. I've had yeah. photo and like yeah. Lightroom's really good. Like the, there's so many just top class apps. Yeah. Um the one of the heads of the old um Aperture team uh team at Apple left and did his own app and that's mm-hmm. what I've had. <laughs> it's like there's so many good I mean apps. the guy the guy can can I mean I I actually almost exclusively do my photo stuff on 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 my iPad Pro, which is 
it's kind of like made for that. Um, it is. Workflow. You're touching images. Yeah. Uh, if you're yeah. the next to your iPad Pro, you can throw it in reference yeah. mode to like yeah. get image accuracy with colors and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the other big thing that, you know, kind of ignored, but, you know, because it's not in the wheelhouse is music. And uh, this last year, we got both Dorco and Sibelius on the iPad. Dorco is um, basically their exact desktop class app. All the features mm-hmm. just carried over to iPad, MIDI keyboard and entry and all that stuff. Sibelius is the same foundation with kind of the iPad uh, UI overlaid with it. Yeah. Um, both are very powerful desktop class apps that we've been waiting a decade for that are finally here and no one really, <laughs> you know, you brought, I, yeah, I, I read about Sibelius. I think, I mean, I'm not target audience yeah. for, for that, that, but I, I think I read about it on Mac rumors or okay, yeah. some of those, yep. those sites. So I, I think they mentioned that like, it's basically the perfect app for the iPad pro. Right. Uh, you have the sheet of music and it's digital you have touched so yeah i mean it's yeah, a no-brainer i was a music composition major in college so i've been waiting mm-hmm. for like a finale like app for the these 10 years and we finally got yeah. dorco is that to me and i can hook up my usb key, midi keyboard you know be playing something hit a number on the number pad and it's mm-hmm. there and the, the you know you can write music now as i used yeah. to on ipad it's great yeah yeah, actually, I, I was into like writing music, like, like writing, but you know, yeah. just made electronic music and it was awesome. Like 15 years ago on the Mac, I can't really imagine what you can do these days with an iPad Pro. I mean, you have touch basically like uh, not, not a lot of people talk about GarageBand, but the touch instruments are, they're good. You know, people yeah. use it for just messing around, but mm-hmm. they're actually pretty good yeah. to yeah, do real stuff. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you know, Swift Playgrounds is a very new app, but yeah, it could evolve over the next few years into I don't know, like could could you see it becoming a next generation of Xcode, where if you're in Swift and just only Swift, it can be that place. Yeah, I I consider that actually just uh, like a sub uh, version of Xcode. I'm sure we like at this point there is not going to be any Xcode. On iPad, iPad, iPad yeah, it's such because a loaded huge app at this point, right? I mean, and I mean, I don't even see the point. Like, if you, yeah, if you see what Apple does, you have Swift UI, which is their new, you know, mm-hmm. awesomeness, and Swift Playgrounds is fully supports that. What I'm actually more interested in is actually having Swift Playground getting more features, yeah, on on iPadOS because right now it's 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 really cool. But if you like want to hook up, for example core data it's kind of a yeah you, know, you have to do a lot of boilerplate code mm-hmm. so there is a lot of things a lot of things to do but i i think it's going to be awesome in in two years three years as, yeah. as they add more and more so those, those yeah. yeah um yeah and then yeah any yeah any hopes for the next few years of ipad os updates what direction do you hope to see the platform to go Oh, I have a lot of like low hanging fruits. Uh, actually, one thing I would spend time on if I was in the shoe of shoes of Craig Federighi is <laughs> try to like iron out the keyboard bugs on iOS because sometimes it just just forgets that you have a keyboard and you have to remove the iPad Pro, put right. it in back on on the Magic Keyboard, and it's it's gonna just reset itself and Again, like if if you use the Mac, you have awesome keyboard integrations, and I don't know the iPad is just sometimes it's it's like feels weird. Like you can you can move around the UI using a keyboard, but it's is just the animations not there. Maybe like you you have mm-hmm. some 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 weird animation that that shouldn't be there, or it's just. It doesn't feel right to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I, I would, sp- I would spend some time on, on, on that from, from feature wise, to be honest, I don't, I don't really worry about what iPad OS would turn into. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, the, the only thing actually I am worrying about is, you know, as I mentioned in the, in the beginning of the episode is, is our electron getting into iOS. So yes. iPad OS. I don't really want that. I, I, I mean, you could limit that to just browsers only. So if Apple mm-hmm. wants to avoid that, just 
I'm sure they're just gonna allow browsers to yes, have the engine. Right. So you're gonna have yeah, the Electron Craft, yeah. yeah. Well, anything we didn't touch on that you'd like to before we wrap it up? I think we like touch most most of the most of the things that it's, it's interesting these days about I, I, iPadOS. So yeah, yeah, I cool. Wouldn't do too much. Excellent. Yeah, and uh, where can people find your blog and you know your work? I just have one place on the web people can find me is decoding.io okay. which is my, my blog yep. everything is linked from there so you can get my github and, and whatever, you, awesome. <laughs> whatever you're interested yeah. excellent well thank you so much for time this has been a great chat I've really enjoyed it no problem uh, uh, I was glad to be here well that's my discussion with Jolt my thanks to him for his time recording and my thanks to you for your time and attention tuning in as a reminder, you can support this podcast over at patreon.com slash or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. With that, I'll talk to everyone again real soon.